Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Welcome. Welcome to all those who are online with us today at home. You all look a little different. A little, little bit of mystique about you this morning. Sort of really have to look twice to see who it is. Who's, who wears glasses? That's a new deal, isn't it? Sort of mine kept fogging up every breath and I'm like, this is dangerous. Well, Easter, huh? They're looking different uh, in the years of late and um, it's a great time for us to refocus and reaffirm what is foundational about the Christian faith. Today being Good Friday, uh, a powerful day on the Christian calendar, a day that Jesus Christ, you know, was the, was the ultimate sacrifice for the salvation of mankind. And a few weeks ago, I, I shared around a communion out of John 19.30, where it says, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now, this was a, a triumphant end to the mission given him by the Father. In just a couple of days from that point, he would rise from the dead and not long after that would be in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, exalted in the highest praise. And we know that the, the mission of the Father was the salvation of all mankind, to be the bridge between God and man, that the veil that separated Man from the Holy of Holies was now torn in two from top to bottom, never to be repaired, full access into the presence of God. But I've got to tell you, in my mind, I think it was much more than that. I think it was much more than that. We know that the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus was a template for humanity. It was a template. I believe everything Jesus did was an example, was a pattern, was a plan, a template for the success of humanity. Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Now, no creator creates something to fail. You don't get a car maker that designs a car and, and, and puts it in the building and, and has the whole process happen, you know, to see that only last a couple of months and then worthless. No creator creates something that's going to be a dud. Now, sadly, some do. I think the Leyland P76 comes to mind. For those who can remember that. And for those who can't, there's a reason why you can't remember it. Didn't last very long. 
But no creator creates something to fail. And God is no different. He created mankind to succeed. He created you in a way and he has equipped you. He's given you a pattern, a plan through his own son that you would be able to live a successful life. The lesson for success that Jesus was teaching humanity in this example was understanding sacrifice. Understanding sacrifice. We're going to have a look today at what sacrifice can teach us. Turn to Philippians chapter 2 in your Bibles. Chapter 2, verse uh, 5 to 11. It says, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, and as my Bible college principal used to say, when you see therefore, have a look what it's there for. That God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's have a look at what understanding sacrifice can teach us today. Number one, it teaches us humility. In verse six, we see the example here who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Remember, in this passage, Jesus is teaching us a mindset, a mindset that we must have to bring success in our relationships with one another. I mean, this is hard for me to get my head around because Jesus was one of the Trinity. You know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He has all power at his fingertips being God, but refuses to use that power to his own advantage. How unhuman-like. The same in John chapter 13, you know, where Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Verse 14, 15 says, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you sh should do as I have done for you. And I've got to tell you, that is a very humbling thing to do. I don't know if you've ever washed someone else's feet or had someone wash your feet, um, it's, it's incredibly humbling. I, um, I remember I went to a conference oh, a long time ago now, maybe 20 years ago, 
And uh, the speaker was Claudio Fritzen, who was the leader of the Argentinian revival. And uh, he came over to Australia. I went to the conference and he preached a message about humility. And this is a room of, you know, a thousand or so pastors and, and uh, you know, their spouses and leaders and so forth. And, and um, at the end of his message, he said, what I want you to do, he said, it's not practical for us to wash each other's feet, but he said, I want you to take a tissue He said, I want you to polish the shoes of the person beside you. And I I flew down to this conference on my own, you know. Um, Annie wasn't with me. I'm kind of used to her cleaning my shoes. (laughs) And um, such was the era we were brought up in. But, uh, you know, I'm standing there in this conference and, you know, these people are, cleaning each other's shoes while the the lady beside me, a pastor's wife, I didn't know, I'd never met before, I'd never seen before, she gets down on her knees and polishes my shoes. And I am, I am feeling real awkward. Like this is breaking your personal space with a, a truck. And I'm like, you know, look, it's okay, you know, oh, you missed a spot. Oh, no, I just... You know, I was, I, was, I was almost in tears. I was so humbled by this woman. And, you know, um, I didn't know her. She didn't know me. And I was thankful for that. But I've got to tell you, it was incredibly humbling. And I know when I go to India, um, you know, I, I would go to our children's homes and, and the places where we feed, you know, our feeding centres and and our medical things, and you know, and sometimes some of the, the little kids will come up and they'll they'll kiss your feet. And I've got to tell you, it's it it's it feels really bad, right? And I'm like, oh no, it's okay. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, th- uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh good, thanks. You know, because I'm feeling really awkward at this point, right? I had a pastor say to me once, an Indian pastor, he said, Pastor, he said, don't push them away. I said, yeah, but I feel really bad. Like, that's, that's so, I feel so awkward, you know. He said, Pastor, he said, you've done so much for these kids. He said, they have nothing to give, nothing to thank you with. He said, this is the only thing they can do to honour you. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) You know, terrible. Incredibly humbling. But see, the world system is based upon power and control. And they say that absolute power corrupts absolutely. But Jesus demonstrates that there are no dictators in the kingdom of God. There's no one higher than anyone else. There's no one better than anyone else in the kingdom of God. And you know, if we're honest, none of us in this room like arrogance. None of us in this room are attracted to pride. But how good is humility in a relationship where we prefer one another above ourselves? 
And yes, it takes sacrifice to do that. We're going to feel uncomfortable doing that. But it teaches us about humility. Today, Jesus has demonstrated that understanding sacrifice produces a humility that reaps great rewards. And it's the key. It's the key to our success in life. The second thing that understanding sacrifice produces is is responsibility. In verse 7, we see, rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Truth was that if, if God had come to earth as God, then it would be impossible for man to be able to relate. Every lesson that was taught would be met with, well, you know, that's easy for you, you're God. You know, that's easy for you to do because you're a divine being, you're above us, you've got, you've got abilities we don't have. So no one would learn the lesson. No one would understand the the, the secret to success in life. Someone had to come as a human being and get the message across. And Jesus took the responsibility of being made in human likeness. Jesus took on that responsibility. It was a sacrifice for him to leave heaven. But he took on that responsibility. See, you cannot be successful in life and shirk your responsibility. Who knows that? You know, you just can't do it. You'll you'll never go anywhere if, if you don't accept your responsibility and act upon it. The most important thing about this for me is that is that when I take responsibility for my life and for my actions. Excuse me. (coughs) It affects the generations in my in my world in a positive light. When I take responsibility and I act upon it and I change some stuff in my life, it affects the generations around me. You see, all of us have this this hidden thing on the inside of us. We have the, the person that no one sees, the person that no one really knows, with all the flaws and with all the mistakes, with all the attitudes. And you know, if we don't take responsibility for that ourselves, then what happens is that, that those things actually leak out into our atmosphere. We don't mean it, we, we don't want it to, but it affects our generations. When we don't take responsibility and don't act upon it, our generations have to carry what we fail to achieve. It's just the way it is. Verse seven tells us that that Jesus made himself nothing. He made himself nothing. Nobody twisted his arm. You know, he wasn't forced into doing it. Going to the cross for you and I, was his decision. Taking up that responsibility was his decision. 
and he was prepared to sacrifice himself for all the generations on earth. You know, I, I look back over my time and I, you know, I'm, I wasn't the best dad. I know that. Um, I hope I've made less mistakes the older I've got, but in the early days, flip. Testament to kids are indestructible. But, you know, one thing is for sure that if there was something in my life that would damage my kids, I dealt with it. I dealt with it. I took the responsibility for it. I put my hand up and said, my bad, and I fixed it. Not everything, not 100%, but boy, a lot. A lot. See, I come from a long line of dysfunctional families, good people. Not bank robbers, murderers, just good people. But never dealt with anything. And so what happens is as a kid in that environment, you get dragged up or you just survive it. You survive old enough to get a car license and get out of there, which was my story. And sorry, Donna, my younger sister, because I got out of there and left her there. And I, 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 look, I promise you, it's Good Friday. I've got to repent. I regret that. Looking back as your older brother, I, I bailed on you. I'm really sorry. But you never learn the lesson. And so what happens? You just repeat it. You just repeat it. You just live this dysfunctional life that you grow up with. That becomes your norm. Nothing changes. And I've got to tell you, when I met God, that was the turning point. When I met God, I was just repeating the failures of my forefathers. I even added a few to the list, I think. But then I met God and, and he showed me that there's a better plan. There's a better plan and it was my responsibility to sacrifice whatever it takes to build a better plan for my kids and my generations to follow. That's my responsibility. That's on me. And can I encourage you today to understand sacrifice and take on your responsibility to build a better plan for yourself and for your children. Don't just let them grow up without a plan, without a chance of success. The third one today, the third thing that, you know, understanding sacrifice teaches us is about maturity. In verse 8, it says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death upon a cross. He humbled himself, he took responsibility, and was obedient even unto his last breath. And he said, It is finished. It is finished. He's demonstrated the God process for all of us to follow. For all of us to follow that God process and it produces a maturity in our life that you can't get any other way. Every life, Jesus demonstrated it perfectly. 
And I've got to tell you that, that, that maturity has nothing to do with age. It's got nothing to do with how old you are. Maturity is, comes when you understand sacrifice. When you understand sacrifice, it produces a maturity within you that you can't get any other way. And I think maturity comes to the point when you realise that it's not about you anymore. And you're excited about that. That's maturity. What's the difference between you? Watch, watch a little child. Watch a little, a little toddler. You know, what, what is their attitude to life? It's mine. Mine, mine, mine. Mine, that's mine. And they'll fight you for it. You know, try and take a toy off them. You've got no chance. They will take you out. You touch their toy. But that's okay, because what? They're, they're kids. But when we grow older, we understand, wait a minute, it's, it's not about us anymore. And that's okay. Crucifixion was not a surprise to Jesus. This was no surprise. It's not like he didn't know what was coming next. He didn't get to Golgotha and, you know, and, you know the soldiers were there in his land and he says, hey, hey, wait, hey, what are you doing with those nails? Where are you going to put them nails? No, he wasn't shocked. He wasn't surprised. He knew exactly what was going to happen. Luke twenty two forty four. it says, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. He knew what was coming. This was no surprise, but he'd reached such a level of understanding sacrifice, such a level of maturity. You know what? He was okay with it. Why? Because it was about you and me now. It was no longer about him. If it was about him, he could have called legions of angels down to rescue him, and they would have. But he reached a level of maturity in understanding sacrifice. It's just not about me. Father, not my will, your will be done. It's about the God plan, it's about the greater purpose. And he teaches every one of us. Jesus knew full well what he'd signed up for. And he was obedient unto death, even death on a cross. God has a great plan for you. He has a great plan for you and he has a great plan for your generations. Great plan for your generations. And you are key to the generations that follow. You are key to the generations that follow, but you have to understand sacrifice. You have to understand sacrifice. And can I encourage you with what Paul said in verse three and four of this passage? He said, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. Amen? I've got to tell you right there, that's a happy place to live. That's a happy place to live. I tell you right there, that's a wonderful marriage. 
That's a wonderful marriage. It's the best church on the planet. You get this operating amongst believers. It's the best church on the planet. And Jesus is the example. He's the example for us to be really free. That's freedom right there. You know, I see all these people these days getting, you know, stuff tattooed on their arm and whatever. I'd, I'd tattoo that on. Because that's a game changer right there. That would be good to wake up to it. If I could tattoo that on the inside of my eyelids, <laughs> I could see it every day. That's living free. And the fourth one today, quickly, is you've got to know that understanding sacrifice is the good news. You've been waiting for it. You win. You win. You can't lose when you understand sacrifice. Look at verse 9 to 11. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. See, when the, when the God process is finished, He received His reward. This is the good news about understanding sacrifice. You've got to know that sacrifice is not our enemy. We think, oh, if we have to sacrifice something, we lose. No, you win. You win. It's part of the God process, the God plan, the template of Jesus for your life. And you will not fail. You cannot lose. It's impossible to lose with the God plan operating in your life. Impossible to lose. We need to look at sacrifice in a totally different light because it will build something within you that cannot be built any other way any other way and when we choose it wow there's the gospel right there when we choose sacrifice yeah but I'm in the right but when we choose sacrifice yeah well they shouldn't have done that to me it should all be equal. Everyone should be equal. It's, not gonna, it's never going to happen. But when we choose sacrifice, we win. Something of sus- substance that will flow down from your life to your generations. And they will be richer because you understand sacrifice just like Jesus did. You win. Amen. Now I've got to tell you today, if you're sitting here and you haven't asked Jesus Christ to become your Lord and Saviour, as the Bible says, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. I've got too much history to know this is true. Without Christ, you don't win. Let me give you an opportunity today, Good Friday, 2021. Let me ask you right now, do you want to win? 
If you want to win, you invite Christ in. You invite Jesus in and you win. Yeah, there'll be a journey. Yeah, there'll be challenges. There'll be, it's called life. No surprise there. But if you follow the pattern, if you follow the template of Christ, you win. And not only you, but your generations. Your generations, I tell you what, if you're any person of any substance, that's attractive. That is attractive. If that's you, just give me a wave. Just, you've got to acknowledge somehow. You can't sit there and go, oh, in, in your head say, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that. No, no, no. Jesus died on a cross, hung between heaven and earth for all to see, naked, shamed, beaten, broken, bloodied. And you want this sacrifice to build the best life for you and your generations? And you can't say, yeah, that's me. Come on, where are you? Just hand straight up. Thank you, thank you. Come on, there's more. Come on. You want Jesus to come into your life? Thank you, darling. Good girl. Come on, let, let me see it up. It's just up high. Yeah, I want Christ in my life. Thank you. I want Christ in my life. Thank you over there. Thank you. Up to there, yep, thank you. Up there, yep. Thank you, sir. Good choice. Let me pray for you. Father, right now, as we come together to, to honour, to honour, celebrate just doesn't seem like the right word, but, but to honour the sacrifice that your son made to bring life and life to the full for every generation that flowed from that day. And we are partakers of that. We are recipients of that sacrifice. Lord, we receive you today into our heart, into our life. We praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Over to you guys.